InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. As we previously reported on InfoTrack, the average person's lifetime savings and even their retirement plans can be completely wiped out by one major health crisis, leaving them destitute. But with health insurance plans now so costly for individual families and for businesses too, what's the solution? Well, joining us to discuss this and offer some ideas is health industry expert Paul Zane Pilzer. Paul, welcome to InfoTrack. Thank you. It's great to be here. Now, you've written a book called The New Health Insurance Solution, and you're also an economist, an entrepreneur, a professor. You've advised White House administrations. You're certainly qualified to write this book. Just give us a snapshot of how bad is it out there for most people with health insurance. Well, it's pretty bad, but, you know, when you go through my qualifications, my list, and my resume, I'm also a dad. I have four little kids, and I'm a husband. <laughs> and I had a pregnant wife in 1999, and we lost our corporate-sponsored health insurance. And all of a sudden, I do the math and figure out a baby that's born preterm is $60,000 a day. And I go, what do people do? And that brought me into the realm of using my background experience contacts initially to solve my own health insurance problem but also to focus on what other people do. So I would explore each option for me and each option almost for me. And that led me to become a health insurance industry expert over the years. Now, what are the options for people out there other than a very costly health insurance plan or COBRA I guess you can also get? Well, let's use the numbers. Most Americans today get health insurance between ages 18 and 65 through an employer. And that, in effect, has been the problem. It's sort of you get a job, they give you a place to go to work, and they give you health insurance. So while most of us learn how to open a savings account, even an IRA, and when we think about retirement, we learn how to buy auto insurance, and we know the higher deductible saves us money. We buy homeowner's insurance, and we make sure we're not buying insurance for the fire of a cedar roof if we have a metal roof. And we learn these things, but we don't learn anything about health insurance because it's always taken care of by an employer. That has changed. Today, about 60% of jobs have health insurance. That's down from 69% five years ago. Translation, that's 14 million American families who used to get health insurance with a job who no longer do. When you look ahead, you will see that over the next 10 years, employer health insurance is being phased out. The reason it's being phased out is there's a new, better, cheaper, safer alternative for virtually all American families. The alternative is an individual health insurance policy you buy directly from a major Blue Cross Blue Shield or typical carrier in your state, just like you buy auto insurance or homeowner's insurance or life insurance. Explain why that would be better than getting it from your employer. I would think the employer would take care of everything. If you're one of the people who still gets insurance through an employer, isn't that a better way to go? No, and here's why. First, you'll notice that your employer no longer uses the word insurance. They call it the health benefits of working here mm -hmm. because there's no insurance. Whenever an employee submits a claim, the premium paid by the employer and other employees and them goes up exactly the amount of the claim. Employer health insurance is not insurance. It's really a pass-through mechanism where the employer and the other employees pay all medical costs for each employee. In contrast, when you buy an individual insurance policy direct often from the same carrier, there's no pass-through, meaning under law, if you have a claim, claim let's say you're paying like I am, 430 a month for a family of six health insurance. I have submitted a million-dollar claim. They can never raise my premium one penny because I submitted the claim or any of my family developed an illness. 
The law says that when you buy an individual policy that's guaranteed renewable, which virtually all are, they cannot cancel your policy or raise premiums. So it's real insurance. Just like when you get life insurance, they don't call you up and cancel the policy, or they might like to when you're on your deathbed. They got stuck with you. And that's what individual health insurance is about. It's real insurance in contrast to employer insurance, which is just a pass-through mechanism. But even more than that, we now know for the first time in 2005 that more than one million of the two million families in the U.S. who file bankruptcy do so solely due to a medical illness. One illness, one hospital will drives into bankruptcy. Eighty percent of the million families that file bankruptcy each year for medical reasons alone have had had employer health insurance when they got sick. But the first thing they found out is when they can't come to work because they're too sick to work or they have to take the sick parent or sick person in their family to the doctor, they lose their job. And within six weeks, you lose your health insurance. That's not insurance. That's health insurance or health benefits for as long as you're healthy enough to show up for work. We're talking on InfoTrack with Paul Zane Pilzer, who is author of The New Health Insurance Solution, with some ideas to get cheaper and better coverage for all the millions of folks who should have health insurance. And that, I guess, is a question I have, Paul. Does everyone need to have health insurance? Absolutely. Everybody from birth till age 65 needs health insurance. Well, put another, everyone needs health insurance. You just get it in Medicare. Most people get it free once they uh, turn age 65. Health insurance is the greatest risk to your financial future. And today in this country, if you don't have health insurance, you can't even get good medical care because when you call up, the doctor's office is pre-screened and without health insurance, you will not get an appointment. The world has changed. Individual policies have emerged that are on average half the price of employer group policies for healthy Americans. 90% of Americans are basically healthy. I'm talking no serious diabetes, no major problems of working Americans. 90% of those people can get health insurance often from the same carrier that supplies their employer for half the price that the employer pays for health insurance. Now, what if you're um, over 55 or you have some illness, a chronic problem? Is that puts you in a different category, I guess, and so you might not get those good rates? If you're over 55, you will pay a rate based on your age, which can be as much as twice the rate you might pay at age 25, but you will still get good health insurance on which the premium cannot be raised or increased or policy canceled for claims history, right up to age 65. And that's the ideal solution for most employees over age 50 is to switch now to an individual policy that they can keep till they go on Medicare. And in fact, three big things happened. First, states liberalize their laws so that they give huge discounts to people who are basically healthy. And they weren't allowed to do that a few years ago. Number two, individual health insurance, on which the premium can't be raised if you have a claim problem, individual health insurance is now available for half the price of employer policies, and it's tax deductible. Self-employed people may take a 100% tax deduction for it, and more important, employers can give tax-free allowances to employees and say, here's the 10000 a year I was paying for your family's health insurance, go buy your own health insurance. That's major because that effectively reduced the price by half. Number three, and that's the big one if you're unhealthy. For the 10% of Americans, working Americans, who would not qualify for individual policies today or would be who would be uprated, that means charged more because of an illness, those people now have state-guaranteed coverage. Federal law requires all states, and they do comply, to offer guaranteed state coverage for people with medical problems. And the moment I say state coverage, people think, oh, I'm not poor. This has nothing to do with poor. Old people get Medicare whether they're poor or rich. It's the law. 
poor people get Medicaid because they're poor, and it's very good health care. It's better than most private plans. And now a new class of government insurance for ill people. Ill means you have diabetes or some problem that prevents you from getting health insurance. You automatically qualify in all states for state-guaranteed coverage. Paul, some folks through the years have advocated just complete national health insurance, as they have in some other countries. With these changes, where do you come down on that? Do you think that that's something that the country should move toward, or do you think these changes have made our existing system better? I think we're very close to national health insurance, and we really have it now. When you read my book, it becomes evident that if you're poor, you get Medicaid. If you're working, but you're ill, you get state-guaranteed coverage, which is still expensive, but affordable. And if you're old, you get Medicare. We really have state-guaranteed coverage as a safety net. The problem is most people don't know about it. So I'm a big believer in a free market, but I also believe in government's responsibility to take care of those who cannot take care of themselves. And, you know, let's take them credit here. 45 million Americans currently have Medicare. We're taking care of those older people. 38 million have Medicaid, poor people. That's a lot of people we're taking care of. And now we just close the gaps with these new laws. We're taking care of medically ill people or people who have children or a family member with pre-existing conditions with this new state-guaranteed coverage. So we, in effect, have government health insurance. And when I say state-guaranteed coverage, every state receives at least a million dollars, some states many more, in federal grants to help cover the medically ill people on state-guaranteed coverage. Interesting. Now, I have a question regarding health savings accounts. You say that if people have one of those, they should fully fund that before they put any money into an IRA or a 401k. Talk about that. Well, when you put money in a 401k or an IRA, as most baby boomers know, you put in a dollar and you get a deduction for it, or your employer can make a contribution to 401k and they get a deduction, you're not taxed on the benefit. But when you take it out, you pay income taxes. In other words, an IRA, 401k, or pension plans are really temporary shelters from income taxes. The theory is that you'll be in a lower bracket when you take it out post age 65. The practice is that many of the people who put money in an IRA and 401k are in a higher bracket because they're making more money and they still have income from other assets. A health savings account, in contrast, is the only vehicle in the federal tax arsenal that you put money in and get a tax deduction. Or, like a 401k, your employer puts money in your HSA, your health savings account, they get a deduction, you're not taxed on the benefit. But here's the beauty. If you take money out of your health savings account, either the next day at age 22, or at any time, up to age 100 or whenever you pass away or for funeral expenses, it's never taxed at all if it's used for medical expenses. So money in your HSA, which can pay funeral expenses, death expenses, Medicare supplement premiums, health insurance premiums when you're unemployed, taken out for health care, which we're all going to spend on something health care, or at least preventative, is permanently tax-free. That's why you should never put a dollar in your IRA or 401k till you fully funded the approximately $5,300 you can put into your health savings account. And is a health savings account something an individual can get, or is it something they really have to get through an employer? You absolutely don't get it through an employer. You get a health savings account by walking into a bank or brokerage firm and saying, I want to open a health savings account. It's actually identical forms of an IRA. In fact, every institution that's allowed to offer an IRA in this country can immediately offer a health savings account. So anyone can open a health savings account. Your employer never sees it. The only way your employer knows you even have a health savings account is because it's a hybrid like an IRA and 401k. Like an IRA, you put your own money in, you manage it, and you move it from bank to bank. But like a 401k, you give a number for your employer to wire money directly into it because they can make contributions to it. 
But I would encourage people to go to my website, which is paulzanepilzer.com or thenewhealthinsurancesolution.com. They cross-link. And you'll find a tremendous amount of information, including a state-by-state guide. As I wrote this book, we had a team of law students rewriting it for each state. So you'll find in the book and even more extensively online available for free information state by state on typical policies in your state, how to get state guaranteed coverage in your state if you have a person in your family that's medically ill. And it's really a comprehensive cradle to grave guide to health insurance. Terrific. The new health insurance solution, Paul Zane Pilzer. Thanks so much for joining us today on InfoTrack. Thank you very much. Next, if you believe the environment is everyone's problem, we'll talk to an expert on a new trend called hands-on environmentalism. There's more InfoTrack coming up. Stay tuned. 